everybody. Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Maggie. And I'm Julia. And today we have a really awesome guest. Please welcome Tatiana Arrington, the author of The Adventures of Summer and Winter. I got a dog, or I got a puppy. (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Um, I was up a little bit too late, but other than that, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to talk to you guys today. We're excited too. To sort of kick off, Tatiana, we are wondering, how do you organize your books on your bookshelf? And please don't say it's by color. <laughs> no, it's not by color. So I usually do by size and um, uh, last name of the author. But usually it usually it's just like size and category. Okay, so I would say category and size. Yeah. Okay, All nice. Right. I admire people who sort their books alphabetically by the author's last name. I don't think I could ever find my books because I'd be like, what's the author's name? I don't remember. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So I, yeah, sometimes I do that. Like if it's a specific category, like in like acting books, I have a lot of those. So I'll sort them sometimes by last name, but yeah, category and size, I think is the way to go. Definitely not color. Like unless you have, you know, an interior designer and your home's going to be featured <laughs> on some special <laughs> show, but if not, why are you doing that? You are our people. <laughs> Julia has strong feelings about people who sort their books by color. You- They're psychos. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are on. That's just like another <laughs> level of type A. Well, here's my point. Right. Here's my point with it is like, if you're just taking all of the Harry Potter books, they're all different colors. Are you going to split them up or are you going to put them on your shelf in the correct order? That's a good point. Like, no, it's a really good point. I argue that people are allowed to have one small bookshelf where it's like organized by color as sort of like a decoration. Yeah, I could see that. That's cute. But just like a whole wall and they're all sorted by color. You know what? I actually That's insane to me. may have I'm a friend who does that. I need to go back to her apartment <gasps> and check how she, because she's a huge bookworm. So I actually need to check and see how she organizes her books. And that, I'm going to get back with you guys. <laughs> yeah, let Please us do. know. I will. Oh my gosh. That's some chaotic energy. <laughs> <laughs> right? People are just going to start sending us pictures of color-coded bookshelves exactly just It'll to give like us anxiety emails that we get we'll just right <laughs> you can probably find them on pinterest too oh absolutely <laughs> um and then tatiana since we're going to be spending sort of the first half of this episode talking about the children's book that you wrote we were wondering do you have a favorite children's book that you remember reading growing up Ooh, that's a good question um okay two of my favorite children's books growing up one was Where's Miss Nelson? I've always been like a big murder mystery or mystery thriller. So I think that was probably like the first thriller I read growing up. Like, where is Miss Nelson? What happened to the teacher? (laughs) (laughs) So that was one of my favorites. And then probably Rainbow Fish. Everybody loved Rainbow Fish growing up. It was It was a beautiful book. It was a book about sharing. It was beautiful. I had issues sharing as a kid, my food, my toys. (laughs) <laughs> everything so 
Um, well, that's with being a firstborn. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. True. Head of the household. Like, I don't have to share. But yeah, Rainbow Fish was probably one of my favorites. And I'll probably like pass that on to my children. I wonder if my sister read Rainbow Fish. I need to ask her. So many questions I have for You should sit her down. <laughs> Read Rainbow Fish with her right after right. this. Yes. I wonder how she'll take that. That is such a good one. Yeah. I forgot about Rainbow Fish. Oh, no. That was a classic. I loved that book so much. So let's get into talking about your book because I just really want to know. I was so excited when I saw that you were publishing a children's book. I was like, oh, my gosh. If I ever get back into princess parties, this is going to be one that oh, I read. thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. Of course. It's been so exciting. Like, yeah, it's been so cool to watch it like grow and just the new things popping up on Instagram like all of the time. I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is going to be a classic soon, I oh, feel like. Thanks. Um, I hope so too. I, I think it definitely has that potential. Yeah, totally. What began the process for this? Like, did you just wake up one day and <laughs> be like, I want to make a children's book? Um, so it's based off my sister. My sister's name is Summer and her puppy is actually named Winter. So Summer and Winter, they're a dynamic duo. Um, she got him for well, not him, her. She got winter for Christmas one year. And I remember my parents just got her like a picture of a dog and she opened it and she was like, oh, thanks. Like a picture. And they were like, no, that's your dog. And she was like, wait, what? So, um, yeah, we were on vacation at the time. So when we got back home, she actually got to pick her up and everything. So my mom, like two years ago, kind of just I don't know, just with seeing them interact, I guess she was like, what if we did like a children's book based off summer and winter? And I was like, what? Like, no, this is, <laughs> I'm not sure. But she, my mom, I really have to give her credit. She just kind of had this vision in her mind and she brought my sister and I along. And I was like, I slowly was like, yeah, actually, like, this is a great idea. Like, I could totally see this. And um, we came up with the story and we had a lot of input on things that we wanted to implement and how we wanted the characters in the book to look. We spent a lot of time like crafting Summer's image because we wanted to make sure that it truly looked like her for one. And then two, like just an accurate representation of little black girls. So we, you know, looked at one of her pictures and she was wearing her hair exactly the way that she does on the cover. So we were like, that's it. That's how we want her to look. And mm. just kind of doing all these, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but like little changes, little adding little things here and there over the past two years to make sure like it was perfect when it come when it came out. Um, but yeah, it's been great. That's kind of like the backstory on how it started. That's awesome. Vanessa that so for the cool. win. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. What was it like actually working on this book with your mom and your younger sister? Was that fun to collaborate with each other? It was fun just because we all had like different ideas of what we wanted to incorporate. And we actually got a lot of them in the book. You know, there were a few that were like, mm, actually, I don't think we're going to do that. Or mm, maybe we'll save it for later. Like we, how do we want to start off telling this story? So it was very collaborative between the three of us. We would, there were a lot of texts going back and forth because <laughs> my sister doesn't really use email, but, um, so we were just texting, <laughs> we would just text each other like back and forth a lot. Like, Oh, I like this. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? Okay. Here's what I'm thinking for the first page. 
okay, here's the final draft, read it, get back to us, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. How many how many drafts did you have for your book? Um, okay, exact drafts. I'm not really sure. Maybe I want to say maybe like three or four. Be- only because we we got stuck on the ending a lot. We actually had a different ending than the one that's in the book and then and that was going to be it and then we were like no, no, not good enough. We don't like it. So then we made a really big change. And then there were just like small little, like grammatical checks and stuff like that. But so I would say we had one really big change. And that was like the ending. Okay, cool. What was it like trying to find a publisher? This is probably a really good fun fact in case anybody who's listening wants to ever publish a book. (laughs) Yeah, so we actually caught a really good break with that because my mom's a really good friend is a publisher and um, she just happened to be looking for new books, new stories, new ideas. And my mom had told her Mm -hmm. about our idea and she was like, love it. It's brilliant. It's great. (laughs) So she was (laughs) able to really help us like along the journey of self-publishing ourselves and not you know, we're not attached to a huge publishing company or anything like that. So she was able kind of really able to like walk us through the process. So we actually caught a break there, which was like a blessing in disguise, like a real miracle. Oh my gosh, for sure. I mean, that's like a dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We would have either had to like send it to a bunch of publishing companies in hopes that they would like the book and want to produce it. Or we would have had to do the self, the super self-published route where we did everything ourselves. And, you know, that can definitely be very difficult and daunting. So it was nice Mm -hmm. that we did have a smaller Mm -hmm. publishing company that could kind of walk us through the process because I knew nothing about getting a book published and how to get it on Amazon or any of that. And now you're a pro. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't say I'm a pro, but I definitely know a lot more now than I do before did beforehand. That's so awesome. Is it the the small publishing company? Are they the ones that have been bringing the books into like Amazon and Barnes and Noble and different stores? Are they the ones doing that? Or are you guys promoting? How does that work? We actually were doing that all on our own. They kind of basically walked us through getting the actual book printed and published for the public. But as far as it getting getting it out there, we've been doing that process on our own. Once again, my my mom, I I guess she just had like a lot of time on her hands, you know, between quarantine and everything was just able to do a lot of research. So my mom actually put that in motion, um, get the book on Amazon. I, well, actually, I think our publisher helped us get it on Amazon, but my mom took steps to get it in Walmart, Barnes and Noble, and um, Books a Million online. So now we're online in those places, but that took a few months for us to get that down too. And then we're in a store in our hometown of Stone Mountain, which is cool. So that is so amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's when we got into like other online stores like Barnes and Noble and Books a Million, I was like, oh my gosh, like the book is actually. I know you got the big one, Barnes and Noble. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I can't wait till we're actually like in stores, but uh, being online is still pretty cool. Definitely. I nanny a (laughs) three-year-old. So I've read a lot of children's books Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my time and I loved the beginning of this book is very interactive Mm -hmm. and not in like a, a, like a touch and feel or like open flaps. It's like asking 
the kids questions about their favorite color or animal. And I thought that that was super cool. What made you decide to do that sort of engagement with kids in your book? Yeah, we definitely just wanted to make all the children who read the book part of the story. So that's something that we were really focused on. Like we, we, it's the adventures of summer and winter. I got a puppy is the first of the series. So we wanted the children to feel like they were going to be a part of a journey with us. Like we're, you know, far from over. You are summer's friend, you know, join us on this adventure with her puppy winter. So that's kind of the element that we wanted to put um, behind it. It felt like a risk in, at the time, but seeing seeing like children read the book, oh, they love it. So that makes me so happy that yeah. they're like, ooh, let me tell you my favorite animal. And they, they just can't wait to share with you like some of the interactive elements in the book. So that makes me so happy. Like, I'm so glad that we did that and it'll definitely be implemented as the stories go on. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I haven't seen much of that sort of interaction and engagement in children's books very often. And maybe I'm just not reading the right children's books, but it is very <laughs> exciting. So you mentioned that this is going to be a series. Yes. Is there anything <laughs> you can tell us? Like, d is the second book already in the works? <laughs> uh, what kinds of adventures should we be expecting? We've gotten this qu question enough. We we haven't <laughs> we haven't. Um, no, no, no. I mean, like, I've answered this question a few times, and it's kind of been the same answer all the time. We we don't have anything planned yet for the next adventures. The Adventures of Summer and Winter, though, it's definitely going to be a series. We definitely want to tell more stories and, and introduce new characters and new elements and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, people have been hitting us back. She needs a, she needs a friend, like another person. She, <laughs> when, when are we going to see this again and that again? So we, we haven't started the process for the second book at all. We kind of just been, mm -hmm. if we have an idea of writing it down type of thing, because um, we're still reeling in the, the highlights and the moments of like mm -hmm. the first book that we don't want to lose like this moment, this feeling of like how it feels that everybody is responding so well to the book. Like, so we haven't, we haven't got to the second adventure yet, but it's coming. I can't wait to share that with people when that time comes. Um, and it's nice that people are asking already too. Like that makes me really happy but nothing nothing officially yet <laughs> can i put sorry maggie no go, put, go, go. like a suggestion yes please i would love one so i reread it while drinking coffee this morning <laughs> so i was like gotta freshen up i would love to see more with like the fantastical creatures okay. oh, Julia, that that's she goes and hangs say. out with okay <laughs> like can we have a dragon and pirate adventure <laughs> that's a good one julia that's really good just you don't have to even credit me for that <laughs> <laughs> she's but lying is... she wants the credit <laughs> no 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 it's fine <laughs> that's a good one i do like that a lot. No, that was a nice surprise that we wanted to add in the first book because we were we were just like, oh, the kids won't see this coming and they'll they'll love it. They'll eat this right up. And they definitely did. So we definitely plan to do more with that. Um and I and I like that mix of worlds too. Like I gotta go home for dinner. Like, you know, all the best shows and mm -hmm. stuff that I read growing up had those like best of both worlds elements. So that was some I think that was like my little contribution, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. That was like, I felt my hint that you were going to write more mm -hmm. is because it was very realistic. And all of a sudden she was like riding a dragon. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. 
What? This is amazing. But yeah, it when you just said that, it reminded me a lot of Dragon Tales. Not just yes. with the dragon, but also like that show always ended. They were like, gotta go to soccer practice. <laughs> gotta go eat dinner. Yes. They just like left. Dragon Tales was one of my favorite <laughs> shows growing up. So definitely. Like I I love stuff like that that has like the best mm-hmm. of both worlds, quote unquote, like type elements. Mm-hmm. The fantasy for sure. Amazing. I love it. I can't wait for more adventures. Thank you. Yes. I can't wait <laughs> to come back I. on the podcast so I can talk to you guys about it. Yes. Yay. Please, please do. So this book is like really, really exciting and cool, but it's also not the only business that you and your mom are are running and doing. You also have a small business called Sticks Unlimited. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, so Sticks Unlimited is a unisex streetwear clothing line that um, me and my mom run as well on top of the book. And um, it was originally founded by my brother and he passed back in December 2019. So we didn't want to kind of leave his legacy. You know, we wanted to keep his legacy alive. We felt like people should see the design, see the clothes. And so we kind of took it upon ourselves to continue that legacy, continue moving that forward. So yeah, we do that as well. And once again, a completely different element that I had to step myself into. I was no, I knew nothing about retail, not a lot about the fashion industry. So jumping into that was also very daunting, but still really exciting, you know, learning about all of that and being like, wow, like I really do wear multiple hats and probably do way too much, but it, it's all really fun. It's all really exciting. And it's been great ways for me to stay creative during, you know, this time in quarantine that we've had. Definitely. Can people find this online? Yes. We, we don't have like a, a brick and mortar, you know, yet. I don't know if we'll ever do anything like that, but we're definitely online. If you want to check us out at sticksunlimited.com and sticks is S T I X and then unlimited. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. No problem. You guys, excuse me. You guys just came out with like a new line. Did you? Yes. Yes. So we just did a spring summer line. It's called sticks in the clouds. So it's a lot of blues, a lot of like cloud, cloudy elements. Like it just came to me like, in a dream and he actually had a design um my brother johnny that fit that kind of theme so we kind of ran with it so we just dropped a series of bucket hats and then we have about four or five more pieces that'll get released um as summer continues (laughs) or starts even but as we go into spring and summer we'll have about four or five more pieces that will drop but we yeah we just dropped some bucket hats in these like bright beautiful colors so check it out. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I will leave a link to Sticks Unlimited and to the adventures in summer and winter. I got a puppy in our show notes. So if you are listening to this and you are interested in checking it out, you can just click the link and head right there. Yes please do. All right, we're going to shift into the second half of this episode and talk more about what your all-time favorite book is. I literally have no idea. (laughs) This is a surprise. Maggie asked me this morning, was like, do you know what it is? I was like, nope. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know if we, Julia, if we've ever talked about like what our favorite books are of all time. We might have when we met, what, six I years know, ago right? at this point? So long ago. <laughs> I literally have no idea. I've known you forever. I know. Um. Same. Um, yeah, so my favorite book of all time would probably have to be The Alchemist. <gasps> that oh is gosh. an amazing choice. Yes. I literally just ordered this. You I, haven't read like, it yet? Yesterday. I've never read oh, this. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, you're in for a journey. It, it's definitely my favorite book. I just remember I was going through like a tough time when I was younger and just, you know, wanting to like, why aren't things happening for me? You know, all that angst <laughs> and self-entitlement that you have. Like, I deserve this kind of life. And my dad got the book for me and I read it and I was like, wow, okay, perspective has shifted. <laughs> Whenever I need that perspective shift or that little mental check, I, I go back and I read it. That book is so amazing. Mm -hmm. It is very short, yeah. which I think is nice. Like it's very accessible for so many people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is just a book where I like would stop and just kind of cry a little bit because I just <laughs> thought it was so beautiful. And then I would pick it up and keep reading. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, and I'm sure many people say this who've read it, but like you get emotional because, you know, the story is about a journey, but you can't help but think about your own journey and the things that you've been through in life and the places you still haven't been. And you just kind of get excited about it all. It's, it's, it's a mix of whenever I read it, it makes it excitement, sadness, happiness, joy, like feel like you can do anything. Do you have a favorite? line or a section of this book? Yes, I love the line. Um, let me let me think of it real quick. I love the line and when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. I mm -hmm. I never thought about like, oh, like the universe wants me to have this. Like they they see how hard I'm working towards something. They're going to, you know, the universe wants me to have this. They're going to conspire to help me achieve this dream. And then you, and you don't realize like, that's the small things like your friends, your family supporting you, people who never met you, sending you a DM message, talking about how they, ins you inspire them or you uplift them. Like that's part of the universe. And I don't think people realize that sometimes. So I love that quote and also need to go back to that a lot whenever I get rejected or get a failure or something or take a loss, something like that. It's always nice to go back to that quote too. You know, not even just that, but like the journey that the character goes through Sometimes you may think in your own life, like your journey is unnecessary or why am I being put through this? Why am I being taught this lesson? And you don't even realize it until years later where you're like, oh, I'm so glad that happened to me or I'm so glad I went through that or I will never stand for this or that again. Like you need those moments in life. So I think, you know, just. I mean, the book is about journey and purpose. Like, it's so it's so awesome that it touches on those elements. Oh, I definitely need to reread it. The first time I read it was, I think, two or three years ago now. And mm. I wish I knew it was your favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> I would have refreshed my memory. But it's so good. And there are just so many, I feel like, good little nuggets in there. Just so many quotable lines or things that you really want to remember for your personal life. Because it really is just trusting yourself that you can 100%. kind of get through 
your mm-hmm. life. And, um, and when you trust yourself and you trust what the world is giving you, then like good things are going to happen 100%, for you. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you just, I know sometimes I just feel stagnant. Like I, I can't see, I can't see past what's in front of me. And I'm like, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. You know, our, the adventures of summer and winter, I got a puppy took two, it was two years in the making, you know, so nobody, nobody mm-hmm. really knew. And that process, you can be like, Oh, this is taking forever or this isn't coming out the way I want. But then when you finally, like when I finally got the book in my hands, I was like, ah, oh, like the journey, the everything that we went through, like we changed this, we changed that. We had to, we had to redo this. We had to take this away. Like it makes it so worth it in the end. And then, you know, yeah. now I have that memory. I have that. I can help other people if they are going through that journey of publishing a book for the first time. Like, oh, do this, do this, do this. Do not do that. <laughs> you know? Definitely. Do you... Do you think it would be possible, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but for people who have not read The Alchemist, can you give our listeners just like a small synopsis? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The Alchemist is about the journey of this young man. Santiago, and you kind of see his journey. You see him going through life, and he's really unsure. He doesn't know kind of what his next steps are. And He meets some people along the way that test him, challenge him, you know, maybe even will be a part of his future. And he has to decide what his journey means for him. Is that okay? (laughs) How's that? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Inspiring. (laughs) So inspiring. Um, I had realized we were talking about it for a little bit, and I wanted to give our listeners just a little bit more context (laughs) as to what the book was about. Yeah, um, Um, because it's not like, it's not something that you're going to read where it's like, step one, um, this is how you should live your life. Like, you know, it's it's a fictional, you know, (laughs) it's a fictional story, and you kind of can place yourself where the character Santiago is in the book. So that's what I really like about it, too, because a lot of self-help books, they don't kind of because I I do read quite a few of those too. They don't really take you like on that journey of what it can mean to mm-hmm. go through your life, and the alchemist does. And you know I love that about the book. Oh, it's yeah. such a a clever way to to make a self help mm-hmm. book. Like yes, like because literally you know it's a fictional mm-hmm. book and you can take what you want from it or just see it as a fictional book or like get more right. from it if you want to, should you choose, should, should your journey pick stuff up Exactly. From it. Yeah. Or you could just be like, Oh, this was a really cool story and I didn't need anything else from this. And this was great. It really almost feels like a mix between like a self-help book meets a parable meets like a small fantasy story. Yes. Yeah. I could agree with that too, because I love that aspect of the fantasy in the book too. And I'm a huge like travel junkie. So like you get to travel many different places with him in the book and, you know, throughout his life and his journey. So you, and you envision these places, especially if you've never been like, I'm not going to give one of the big ones away, but you know, he's from Spain, I think, or he gets to travel to Spain. So if you've never been there, just seeing the description of the different places in the book is like amazing. Yeah, for sure. For people that have already read The Alchemist, are there any books similar to it or any books that you would recommend for other for the people that have already read The Alchemist? Yes. 
if you've read The Alchemist, I would also check out the Celestine Prophecy. I, heard, I think I'm saying that right. The Celestine Prophecy. I'm not sure who it's by, but um, that's another book that I've read that kind of takes you on a journey, opens your mind up, but it's very different. So be warned. But I really love that book and I actually need to reread that sometime soon. <laughs> nice. Thank you. All right. Do you mind if we switch gears one no. more time? Unless you want to keep no, going not at all. with Let's do it. your favorite I'm ready book? For everything. Okay. Okay. I just need okay. to know. You sometimes interview celebrities. Yes. <laughs> yes. On top of like <laughs> running a clothing line and being a published author, mm. I am an entertainment reporter and like digital host. Yeah. You do literally like everything. <laughs> You're a jack of all trades. Oh my god. Have a question about anything. Just ask Tatiana. <laughs> I want to ask who is your favorite celebrity, but I also want to talk about your conversation with Lily Reinhardt. Yes. So where do you want to start? We could start with, I guess, what was my favorite celebrity interview or my favorite celebrity like in general? Your favorite celebrity interview. My favorite celebrity interview. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think about all the ones I've done because I've actually done a quite a few. You have. It's been so many. It's okay if you don't have a favorite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite, honestly, because they all mean so much to me. <laughs> like I hold on to everyone dearly and it's really hard for me to watch them back. But sometimes I watch them back and I'm like, oh, we had we had a really good conversation about this. We had a really good conversation about that. But um, yeah, I don't think I have a favorite. I really do hold them all so close to me. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, oh that's God. sweet. Yeah. I feel like one of your very first ones i may be wrong mm -hmm. here now that i'm like just remembering on the spot you talked to edward norton didn't you yeah that was that was my first really big one i had a few ones before that but i remember when i got that opportunity i was like holy crap this is edward norton so yeah i was nervous <laughs> i remember watching that like when you first posted it. I was like, oh my gosh, this man's in Bike right. Club. That's what I thought too. <laughs> this, like, I was like, all this, this other stuff. Bike Club. <laughs> and Birdman. That, I also love that movie. So, yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. He was an interesting character in Birdman. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He's great. So that was my, that was one of my first really big ones. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Edward Norton. Oh my gosh. I could not handle that pressure interviewing famous people all the time. I'd be like, that one out of here. Yeah, that in particular Absolutely. was a yeah. lot of pressure because they were like, okay, sit down. You're going to look at this camera. You were going to count you down. You've got this amount of time. Don't let him over talk. I'm like, I'm not going to cut him off. What are you guys talking about? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that. Like, what do you think I am? Like, I was like, there's, you know, and I could see them in the background, like, tell them to wrap it up. I'm like, I, I can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> You're just going to have to cut the camera. Yeah, you know. You're going to have to jump in the interview now and get on camera and embarrass the both of us because I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so semi-recently, you talked to Lily Reinhardt. Yes, that was another big one for me. My, the guy that I work with really had the nerve to ask me. And I was kind of like, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, I watch Riverdale all the time, of course. Has there, I haven't watched their most recent season. Is it out? I haven't even kept it. It is out, but I, with Riverdale, I have to, I have to binge it all at once on Netflix. I can't do the week to week thing. The show just hooked yeah. me oh, sure. so badly that I, I have to just binge it right in that moment. So. I have not seen any Riverdale, 
But I feel like I know everything about Riverdale. That's perfect. You probably do, honestly. <laughs> it's definitely that type of show where you could get away with watching like the clips or the highlights on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like and I you could just know start everything. like in the middle of season three and be like, yeah, I know what's going on right I now. I agree. I get it. I agree. <laughs> it gets so crazy. It does get like, crazy. Honestly, th- when you think about it, like just all of the – the, the random things that happen to these characters isn't it sounds ridiculous out of context also a cw show yes yes because i feel like this happens with every cw show even the normal ones like even like jane the virgin love that show by like season five you're like what in god's name yes happening on this show. Yes. First of all, like I, my guilty pleasure is CW shows, but I don't really feel that <laughs> guilty about it because I'll tell anybody. Um, but I, I love them all. I was, I was watching Vampire Diaries last night, like rewatching it. Yeah. Oh my God. Julia, <laughs> this morning she's we were- like, Tatiana's going to talk about Vampire Diaries. <laughs> like, I bet you. Uh, and I did it. You won the bet. <laughs> Right. Thank you. Yeah. She knew. She knew. I you. love a good CW um, show. Have you read have you read the Vampire Diaries books, Tatiana? I haven't read them. Um I do know about some of the differences, but I had never heard of that series until the show came out. So some it was a little late for me to yeah. like jump on the book bandwagon for that. But you know, I I did read Twilight, so I think I'm well versed in that world. <laughs> Hunger Games, oh, man. you know, all of that. Vampire Diaries. I remember reading those books, and they were my first introduction to vampires. I read Twilight after I read Vampire Diaries. Okay, Twilight was Um, kind of my first. Not really, because I read, like, R.L. Stein as a kid a lot. Sure. But, um, yeah, Twilight was, like, one of the big ones, I think, for vampires. Team Edward or (gasps) Team Team Jacob? Team Jacob, 1,000%. I don't want to hear about anything else. (laughs) For real, though? For real. It's Team Jacob, I mean, until Breaking Dawn, and he's like, I'm going to marry your daughter. And then it's like, back it up. It's like, wait, that's super freaking creepy. Um, She's not even However, did you guys read Midnight Sun? Yes. Okay, I haven't read it, but it doesn't matter because I know what happens. Oh, my God. Here's what I have to say. Under no circumstance, under no circumstance, is it okay for you to watch somebody sleep? People are all like, it's, I mean, I'll admit it. When I was 12 reading Twilight, I was like, he sneaks into her room and watches her sleep. That's so romantic. Oh yeah, we all. But now I'm like, that that is insane. That is so creepy. And I. Not even borderline creepy. That is creepy. just creepy. And I heard, I have not read Midnight Sun, but I heard it's because he thought something bad was going to happen to her. So I got Midnight Sun the day it was released. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am here for this. And literally, I was texting my sister-in-law. I think I was texting literally anyone that I knew was also reading it, one or two, just very interested in my journey reading it. Edward is so anxious. He's so anxious, but he's also so petty. And I was like living for it. It's like this centuries old vampire is in a high school and he just is having the dumbest thoughts in high school. It was so funny. It was literally amazing. I also... 
You guys, this is just a comment on Twilight. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about rereading the books just to kind of like have like a trashy read. I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if it would be like fun to read or too annoying. That's what we should do for our book club. We should (laughs) do it. Oh my God. Make everyone read Twilight. Let us know. Email us. DM us on Instagram. Are you going to read Twilight with us? Would it be a fun summer read? Should we all get drunk and read Twilight? Let us know. We should all be slightly Um, drunk and read Twilight. But here's my problem. These vampires are centuries years old and they're going to high school? (laughs) High school? They could go to college. Yeah. Right? I think they did. I think they did. They had like, remember the description? I also went to Forks last year and- Don't even talk to me. <laughs> and and they had like this cool house that was based on the Cullen House. Or the Cullen House in the books was based on this house in Forks, I mm. think. And then they decorated this house. Um and they just had like a wall of graduation caps. That's right. And so I feel I, I feel that. like they did they have so That's many right. different degrees and stuff, but the younger they can start right. in a town, the longer they can stay That's there. Point. I yeah. hear you. I definitely remember that. But I, I mean also if they don't go into town since they live in the woods, it really wouldn't be an yeah. issue. There's a lot of ways we could tear apart. <laughs> There are. Yes. So but it's hard to like really. So funny. Okay. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe. You should. I mean, it's a high maybe. I'm going to need to borrow someone's copy because there's no way in heck I'm buying that. Oh, um, wow. I have all of them. I need to get. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my copy back from my sister-in-law and then I can bring it to you. Maggie, we can do a book swap. Okay, cool. I would. I would read it then, because I already own the whole Twilight series. Whoa. I don't also need to own Midnight Oh, you mean buying Midnight Sun. Okay, okay. I thought yes. you meant buying Twilight. I was like, I own no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I went to the Girl Midnight City. premiere for those books at Barnes & Noble. I went to that, too. Oh, did you dress up? Because I was in, like, a really slinky black dress. No, because I went with my dad, so <laughs> I did not dress up. <laughs> but I got my nails done there, and I got a free T-shirt. So love it. That's, That's great. Amazing. <laughs> also, um, thank you, Dad, for taking me to the midnight <laughs> right. of the Twilight. <laughs> so Barnes great here Ten ten. Seriously, can't believe that happened in my life. Anyway, are we all Team Jacob? Is that what we decided? Yes, that's what we did. I think so. I didn't actually declare any side because it was always a hard choice for me. Julia. Okay, so you're Switzerland. It was like in the book. <laughs> well, so my favorite <laughs> character is Jasper, and he doesn't have a team. So, well, you can just be Team Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, realistically, out of left field. I'm Team Alice. She's the only sane character in the entire series. Really? What about um true. Rosalie? Okay, I guess that's true. <laughs> I felt like she was pretty Rosalie is She's just always seemed kind of mean yeah, until she the was. end. No, I was going to say Rosalie in Midnight mm-hmm. Sun. I feel like you get a more well-rounded character cuz like we only get Bella's point right. of view in Twilight and then sometimes Edwards I think later in mm-hmm. the series and so you get like the thing I love about Midnight Sun is you get scenes that we didn't have before. I just I was wondering like 
Do you feel like it's worth it? Because I'm kind of like, what's the point? We already know this story from Bella's perspective. I wish it was kind of like a prequel or something. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I mean, she is kind of beating a dead horse, but it's still <laughs> For a sure. very anxious, fun dead horse. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, if you give me your copy, I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> as long as I can get it back, because I also want to reread it. <laughs> Tatiana, do you have any closing thoughts you would like to leave us with? We talked about a lot of things. Adventures of Summer and Winter, The Alchemist, Twilight, Vampire <laughs> Diaries. I guess I have, I have like a few questions for y'all. <gasps> oh, okay. nothing, nothing too crazy though. Okay, so what, okay. what's your... Have you guys read Harry Potter? I'm assuming, yeah. Harry Potter? Okay. Yes, of What's course. your favorite yeah. Harry Potter book? My favorite Harry Potter book is The Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Ooh, heck yeah. My favorite book definitely is also, like, has been forever, The Half-Blood Prince. Twins! I know, and that's, like, one that everyone hates, quite honestly. And I was like, I don't get it. These, these... These characters are now like semi adults. Mm-hmm. Like we get to we get to see all the romances. We get yeah, to I have know. all the pettiness. Right. Um but so much good build up. Yeah. The seventh book. I would say it almost shifted to the prisoner of Azkaban while I was mm. reading. Um mm. just because I love Remus Lupin. I yeah. love him. Sure. Me too. That one is a really I would say that's my second favorite book. Mm-hmm. Is Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes, that was oh my, my favorite as a kid when I was growing up. I loved that was that was the best one, like to me. Pris- I, I feel Prisoner like of Prisoner of Azkaban is like a huge shift in the series, and then Half Blood Prince is another huge shift. Yes, in the when series. I was younger, I did not like Half Blood Prince, but when I got older, I it's it became my well it became my favorite movie. My favorite book is Order of the Phoenix. Random, <laughs> yeah, choice. I love that one. It was a fun read. Um, but yeah, but my favorite movie now is Half Blood Prince. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'm, that's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, Order of the Phoenix, that book was too angsty for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Harry so Potter is angst. just like, who am I? What am I doing? I have no friends. Yeah. What's my Double career going to be? Look at me. Yeah. But that's like, so relatable. Hey, he has though. to run an entire school. <laughs> Yeah, right. Not everything revolves around right. you, Harry. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but I'm the chosen one. Actually, everything runs around. That me. was the first book because, I mean, I started reading them when I was nine or mm-hmm. ten, and I had like a crush on Harry. And then that book came around, and I was like, he's done. And I had a crush on Ron. <laughs> I love it. I switched. Wow. I switched teams. <laughs> I don't know if I had a crush on. Harry or Ron. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I don't know if I had a crush on anyone. Maybe Ginny, quite honestly. Like, she's dope. Well, you had to wait until the mm-hmm. end, though, because in the beginning, she's way too little. Yeah, and annoying. Yeah. When Crumb, when Victor Crumb shows up in the seventh book, I, that was one where I was just like, oh, what a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do. I need to finish. I started last year rereading the series, and then I stopped and I need to finish rereading them because I haven't reread them in so long. Yeah, me too. I highly recommend it. It made me cry a lot, actually. Yeah, I bet. Like, especially the fourth one. I didn't like the fourth book for a very long time. I thought it was was dumb and oh too God, long. Too, um, like, I, I don't like it. But in this reread, in the reread, I was like, oh my gosh, 
And then by the end, I mean, spoilers, if you haven't <laughs> read it, Cedric dies. Uh, hey! <laughs> sorry. Edward Cullen dies <laughs> at the end of the fourth book. You know, I loved that one because I loved anything that was like a competition. Anything where people were like being ranked. I was like, <laughs> I like thought it was like so fun. Oh my God. This is the Leo coming out in you. <laughs> yes. For real, for real. It's embarrassing, but I love it. I love any kind of book that's like a competition. If like people are getting kicked out or things are happening where somebody needs to win, um, I'm invested. Right, which is why we're talking about the Hunger Games at some point. I can't, I can't wait, Julia. I have so many thoughts and feelings on the Hunger Games, and I'm going to tell them all. I will definitely listen out for that episode. <laughs> yes. Yay. I was telling Julia too when I was um, listening to the podcast. Like I've never heard of um, the Night Circus, and now after listening to you guys, I feel like I need to get a copy. <gasps> Thank you, you. and read it. I could hear the this passion so cool. in your voices. I was like, I've got to pick this book up. <laughs> I remember like living in Atlanta and just telling anyone that would listen to me about this book. I think I got like eight to 10 people to read The Night Circus while I was living in Atlanta. It just makes me feel so great because it's such a good book and everyone should read it. I agree. I agree. I can't wait. And now we're changing the world. You guys, one (laughs) one book at a time. (laughs) We are at about the time where if you have any like places you want to shout out to people to follow you or if you have any projects coming up now's the time so you guys if you would like to pick up a copy of the adventures of summer and winter i got a puppy we are online at amazon.com walmart barnes and noble books and books a million you know a lot of people like amazon because you can get that in two days you can also follow us at the adventures of summer and winter on facebook and instagram and if you would like to follow me personally to keep up with what i'm doing and who i'm interviewing i've got some fun ones coming up please feel free to check me out at xo tatiana yes we recommend it 10 out of 10 you guys if you missed any of that i'm going to leave many of those tags and mentions in our show notes. So you can just click those links and head right to Tatiana's Instagram, right to the book, right to Sticks Unlimited. So no worries there. And with that, you guys, we heckin' did it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Tatiana, for thank joining. Thank you guys for having me. Yay! I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to continue to listen to the podcast. The podcast is great. Um, you guys vibe so well. I can hear the passion in the books. I can't wait to get more recommendations. I've already got the Night Circus. So this is awesome. Love you guys. Uh-huh. Well, thanks, Tatiana. Thank you so much. Well, you guys, you heard it here live. (laughs) (laughs) Keep listening to our podcast. Right. That's a five-star review if I ever heard one. Oh, yes. Leave reviews if you use Apple Podcasts, please. And if you like what you heard and want more content just like it, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, You get a peek at our book notes. And each month we have a super fun, extra special episode about the novel finds we are currently reading. 
We also do a monthly Q&A session where we answer your questions. You can ask us anything. You can email us those questions at novelfindspodcast at gmail.com. You can also submit your questions on our Patreon. And if you need even more bookish content in your life, you can follow us on Instagram at novelfindspodcast. Our email, Patreon, and Instagram handle can be found in our bio. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. We had so much fun. Yeah, we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.